Hello and welcome. This podcast is all about helping you discover what your brand is and how to make it stand out, be seen, and sought after. On this podcast, we dive into some personal stories because those are the true ties that bind you to your tribe, as well as everything else brand related from visuals to core values, colors to messaging, marketing tactics, and best of all, embracing your remarkable God-given potential. I'm Laura and I'm the host of the Embrace Your Brand podcast. I am married to my soulmate. We have three children and we live in a small town in Kentucky. Now I knew I wanted to go into creative business ever since I was a kid so that I could be a mom with a flexible lifestyle and make impact helping others. I was determined to find the right fit for me and that took work, trial and error, and lots and lots of learning along the way. It's how I've gained the knowledge I have today and share with you so that you can build your business brand in a way that combines logic, intuition, and God to help it grow. Now, thanks for being here. Let's get into today's podcast. So I have today a very special guest with me. She was immediately on my mind when I thought about the topic for this episode. And it's all about boosting our confidence, really building that confidence in ourselves, because that really gives such a great boost to our own personal brands, our business brand, whatever it is that we're growing and trying to achieve, whatever we're dreaming about, um, it helps to, to bring that forth and manifest it. And I'm going to let Sarah Brown introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her. And then we're going to kind of go into how we as women can really boost our confidence and boost the, the amazingness of our own personal brands. So Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I love chatting with you and I love your energy and I want to help your people. Um, uh, me in a nutshell, my name is Sarah Brown. I have three children. They're all grown. I live in Northern Nevada, right outside of Lake Tahoe. So in the mountains and basically kind of like a paradise. Um, I retired seven years ago. I am a serial hardcore entrepreneur. I built multiple brands and multi-million dollar businesses from scratch, from nothing. I have no college education and no mentors, no money. So I know that all of this stuff can be done. And I don't really accept your excuses because I know it's possible. Anyways, <laughs> that gives me a lot of confidence. Um, and so I, I love talking about this. Uh, some people say they they want to know, oh, how did you make your money? I always hear that. So I will just say it really quick. Um, I started out cleaning houses. I built that business. And then I moved to multi-level marketing. I built that into a multi-million dollar business. Avon, to be specific, with, th- with three children in tow, knocking on doors. You can do hard. It works. Yeah. And then I, we built, my husband and I built a international manufacturing and distribution business on the internet in 2008 when there was no cash and the world was just crashing everywhere around us. We, we still built a multi-million dollar business. So again, you can do hard. And then we built a um, multi-million dollar real estate portfolio. And that's kind of what where our bread and butter is now and what allows me to just kind of spend my days doing whatever I want because it's all pretty darn passive. So you can do that too. Um, So that's about me. Um, As far as confidence, 
the, the, the number one thing with regard to your brand that I, I feel this in the core of every cell of my being is we need to know your secret sauce. We need to know why you, what makes you different. And a lot of people, and this is going to ruffle feathers, they spout off a bunch of buzzwords that they think people want to hear about, you know, what they do and the products that they offer and stuff. But what we really want to know is at the core of you, why you, what you had to overcome, number one, because that's relatable. Mm -hmm. And why are you different from every other person who offers that thing that you just told me that you offer? So that's a little bit fluffy and ambiguous. So what I think we need to do is go micro and ask ourselves on a daily momentary basis, who am I being? And what does that look like? And now for me, I identify as powerful. And so I ask myself in this next 60 seconds, what could I do that's powerful? Yeah. I get a half dozen ideas. So true. I mean, just everything you're, you're saying, I'm just sitting over here and just listening patiently. I'm like, okay, I need to soak all this in because, you know, truly you've, you've walked the walk and that you're talking and telling everybody else. And to me, you're such a good example of just, like you said, doing the hard because it is possible to do it. Like any excuse we come up with is not good. <laughs> like there's well, never a really good one. I think it's just, I, we, we th want to stop really, ourselves. I mean, I don't, I agree. There's not, but to me, I'm like, I've, you know, taken all the psychology training and I have coach certifications, which I have beefs with those, but basically we are designed to stay safe. So mm -hmm. that's what I think when I hear an excuse, I'm like, Oh, she's just keeping her, her, her self safe and familiar. So I just like to like mirror that to people. That's what's happening right now. Nothing's gone wrong. Mm -hmm. That thing your brain just tossed up is not actually a reason to not progress. And then I like to, I like to go worst case scenario with people. Actually, it's super fun for me because that's what I do with myself. Like what's the absolute worst case. And I've lost everything. I've been through bankruptcy. I've had my car repoed. I've had been hospitalized. Like I've been through a lot of bad shit. So I know that here I stand telling your mm -hmm. people you can do hard things. So I believe in mining those hard things that we've done in the past for proof that we can overcome them and thrive later while also looking at future hard things and really going deep on how I, I it's like, uh, there's a um, stoic phrase for it. Um, I forget what it's called because I'm on the spot right now, but I'll remember later. It's a Latin phrase about premeditating the, the bad stuff mm -hmm. in very deep detail. And I really like to do that. And I like to come up with plans for them in advance. And then I just go. I just like, you know, open up the throttle. As my sweetie says, he's a, he likes motorcycles and airplanes and he just goes, likes going fast in all the yes. things. I would never do that, but I will go fast in these things. Once I've, I figured out my downsides and I've solved for them as best I can. And that has served me so well. Whereas I think people are trying to avoid the downsides. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really true. And I like that you have explained that of just like, go imagine 
all the things that could really go wrong, like the worst case scenarios, because I think we as humans, we tend to be problem solvers. Like, I know I definitely am. Like, if I'm, if I'm running up against something, like, what could I do? What can I do to, to fix this? Like, even if there's things that like I can't fix, you know, someone's had a bad day, like my kids have had a bad day or something. I'm like, I can't truly fix what went wrong, but, you know, we can address something and, and do something fun later, you know, or do something fun right now to kind of change that, that attitude. But, you know, I like that you said that because there is such power in just visualizing. And if we're already imagining like, well, what would happen if X, Y, Z happened? What would happen if, I lost money on this venture. What would happen if like all these different things and just going ahead and answering those because we will come up with solutions. We will find a way. I literally had this conversation with my husband, like I think last night, cause he was talking about wanting to, to cut down on his hours that he's working. Cause he does three different jobs. And so we're like, okay, if money's not an option, what would you do? He's like, I'll just do one. I'm like, okay, so we know what you would do. Worst case scenario, if you said, I'm just going to do one, what's going to happen? Like we, we figured out things before. Somehow we always figure out things. If we don't give ourselves a deadline of when we want to cut you down to just one job, we're never going to do it. Like we'll, we'll figure out the hard stuff. We, we, you know, we've done it in the past and you have to find that past proof. Where has this happened before or something similar happened and prove to yourself, like, oh, it worked out. I was able to do this. I was able to come up with a solution or a solution presented itself. Like there is proof all around you for the things that you can do. And then there's going to be proof for things you can't do. It's just all on how you look at it. You know, like the Henry Ford quote, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. So, I mean, that's everything that you're saying. Like it's, it's that mental attitude of I can and I was I think just watching one of your reels today about uh or maybe your story just on a different way of wording it not saying I can't say asking the questions of how can I what can I do you know making it in a positive potential of what can I do how can I overcome this because there's always going to be those challenges, those obstacles, uh, those things that want to bring us down. But knowing that I can figure it out, I can do it. Even if I don't know how right now, it doesn't mean I can't find out how or learn how or actually, you know, miraculously with the help of other people, get something done. Because, you know, there is proof all around us. You are proof. You have done many different things. And I kind of looked at you as like, she can do it. I can do it too. <laughs> it's exciting for to see that. A friend dropped this sweatshirt off on my porch for, I'm, I'm going to wear it. I'm going to shoot a reel in it. And it's something about, um, I'm, I'm afraid. And someone comes to me and says, I'm afraid. And, but the sweatshirt says, but I'm not. So we're okay. Like all you really need is proof positive out there. And it's literally everywhere of people mm -hmm. who have done the thing and at times a million that yeah. you want to do. I, I wanted to mention something you said about like your husband and like stress testing the situation and all that kind of stuff. And I want to offer something that I don't hear very often, but I, what I do hear is people will ask me in, in different words, what's the fast way? What's the best way? What's the easy way? Mm -hmm. And I throw up in my mouth a little bit every single time I hear it because it's not how it works, but I will tell you the fast way. 
the fast, easy, best way, actually. And that is go to the place that scares you the most, but has the most odds of getting you the result. And then figure out what emotion you're going to have to endure or suite of emotions to make that happen. And it's usually risk, uncertainty, failure, embarrassment, judgment, all of those. And the worst that's ever going to happen to you are those or death, mm -hmm. right? And most of these things we're talking about don't involve death. The things my sweetie does, he flies upside down, death. We've already faced that. Like, he's, I mean, he's alive, but like we, we have to go yeah. there and we have to have insurance and all this, but yeah, no death or a horrible feeling or set of feeling for a prolonged period of time. And like, you can handle that. You have before. So that is the fastest way is to just figure out the thing that's most likely to work. And it's usually exposure. And that's what we mm -hmm. don't want. Yeah. But if you can wrap your head around that. And that's what I love about coaching is actually, that's what I like to work with, with people is kind of like a simulation. What do you call that when you have a phobia or something? Um, exposure therapy. Um, okay that kind of a thing with whatever scares you going there. Because once you, once you tackle that enough times, I'm circling back to your original question of confidence, mm -hmm. how you have actual confidence that is rock hard. Yeah. It doesn't waver. Yeah. That's like when people ask you like, how can, how can I do this? How can I grow a business, but do it all without facing the things I fear the most. You're yeah. like, yeah, you're not going to. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a jobby. It's a, it's a, you know, a hobby. You're just, you're just cherry picking the fun things that, that are like comfortable or easy for you or that kind of stuff. And that's fine. But mm -hmm. if you want to make millions of dollars and have, you know, financial freedom and change the world, whatever that looks like for you, it's not going to be in your, these, you know, cherry picked fun things that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was thinking as you were talking about that, of just, okay. Like, I like Star Wars. I'm kind of a little bit of a Star Wars fan. My I've turned my son into one. And it's so funny because like this phrase, I don't remember from what movie it was, but it was like the destiny of every Jedi is to face their fears. Like literally that's kind of our destiny too, I think, especially as we're talking about like what is going to give us that confidence. If you face what you're most fearful of, you're going to show yourself that you have confidence because you have done something that you initially thought was really hard or really scary and prove to yourself that it wasn't impossible for you to do it. I mean, like, is there anything else that builds confidence other than that? <laughs> like you almost just have to kind of fast track yourself to what's that next step? Like you were talking about, what's that next thing you can do that you're scared to do, but that will give you the most traction and progress toward the goal that you want to go through like without really kind of piecing that together in in these exact words I feel like I have almost been pre-planning some of those things for me like what are some things that I could do maybe unrelated to business per se but related to what I'm fearful about that I could that I could put myself into force myself into so that I could get comfortable with it and, and I think that as much as we don't want to have to do that, we know deep down that that is what we have to do. Yeah, if yeah. you really want it. And, you know, this is something I've been playing with lately is because it's January mm -hmm. um, and that's goals. And I just came to this realization 
that goals fall into two camps. Would be nice. Mm -hmm. Or I'm committed to making this happen. And most people are in the would be nice. Because once you start talking about like, this is why I'm a big fan of the dailies and the moments and by the hour, what can I do this hour? Because once you start breaking it down like that, I usually lose people because they're yeah. like, oh no, that's not what I meant. And I'm like, I know you just like the idea over here. You didn't like yeah. this, you know, <laughs> dragging yourself through the mud every day for six to 10 years to get where you want to go. Um, that's not so fun. Yeah. So I think there's nothing wrong with it. Like I have been writing down, I'm going to walk my dogs every day for four years. I don't walk my dogs every day. And it's a silly, simple little goal compared to some other mm -hmm. things. But I realized I'm not committed. It just yeah. would be really nice, but I'm not yeah. committed. So asking, it's like getting clarity on that is so powerful. Yeah, because then I think you can alleviate those things that are like, oh, I don't actually want that. Like I'm not truly deep down committed to it. Yeah. And I like that you, you, you say that there's those two categories because one thing I have started for myself this year and I've been keeping up with is that every day, usually in the morning so far, I have, I've sat down, I wrote down five things that I'm grateful for. And then I write down my five top goals. And when I write them down, I say, I commit or I am committed to, mm. and then I write in my goal because, you know, at some point, you know, in last year, I came across something that was like, you have to really be committed. And I'm thinking, okay, instead of just I want, or I have, which is still kind of open, it's like, I commit to it, it means I'm not taking other options. It means this is the option for me. And this is what I'm going to work towards. Now, time will only tell which one of those are still going to be on my list. I mean, I've only got five, some of those may stay for the next year or more. Some of those may be like, okay, I need to adjust this. I'm not actually committed to this anymore. And that's the but, power of that, that process is you yeah. self, you know, some fall off the list and that's totally fine because now you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and even some of them, like one of them in particular is a very, I don't know, long-term goal. Like it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of time and effort to put into it. And I've given myself a deadline of like, I'm committed to reaching this level by 2030 because I'm like I know it's going to take a long time because you know <laughs> there's no shortcut to what this is that I want and I'm not going to go into detail in it but it's like okay it it aligns with a lot of my values it's something I've been in before and I'm like I know it takes time but if I'm just committed every day to just doing something small towards it I know within six years it's very possible very possible to happen so, you know, it's just those things like that. I like that you say you're going to have to be committed, but then you have to do the daily things. If you can have confidence or show yourself that you can do those daily things, I think that compounds. It compounds towards your confidence level because then you can look back and be like, I stuck with this every single day, you know, because as I do these daily things, this gratitude and this, these goals that I commit to, I mark it off on my calendar. You help me start that. <laughs> with like don't break the chain just keep it going and so far every day I've marked off my calendar that I've done those two things I've had my gratitude and I'm doing my goal setting and so when I look back on that that's going to show me that my level of confidence has increased because I'm proving to myself that I am doing something 
towards the things that are important to me, towards the things that may scare me a little bit, but I'm committed to those things. I think that that it's a secondary win. I was, I'm all about, I call them compound wins. When you don't just get like one thing, you get like a little halo effect of win from the mm -hmm. thing. And I think that that daily, the daily practice, it does two things. A, you're obviously getting your way to your goal. But like you said, you are proving to yourself that you are the person who is this person who can create this. Like you're creating this proof every day and the whole topic, your whole thing is confidence. And mm -hmm. it doesn't come from someone giving you the check mark of approval. Confidence comes from inside and you proving to yourself that you are the person who X, Y, Z. So the more of those little dailies that you can do before you get to that big, scary thing that we were talking about, because some people will hear that and they'll be like, I can never do that. They yeah. may not say that, but their nervous system rejects it. And I get it because they've been mm -hmm. through trauma. They, you know, they're not ready for that. And I've had to learn that hard lesson with people that they don't really want to hear that, Sarah that whatever I'm like, this is the hard thing you have to do. And they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> you, you didn't give me what I wanted. So what we do yeah. is we work up to that with those little baby dailies. And then I call them like ancillary, like other areas. Like I have weights right here in my office and I have, I do 60 maneuvers with my weights every day. Is that changing my body? Probably not, but it's like a hard thing that I have to force myself to do. That shows me that I do hard things on purpose every single day. And so you can pick other things that aren't related to your goal that are hard that just simply show you, I do hard things, remember? So you've got mm -hmm. your past, you've got your little micro dailies, and then you've got little ancillary things that you can add on. And all of this together, before you know it, full-blown confidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just that one big, brave moment where you do something. It's a lot of those little bitty moments that add up over time. And, you know, as, as we're kind of talking about this, like there, there are those that are going to shy away from those big challenges. And I'm glad you brought that up of just like, what tiny challenge can you do on a consistent basis that over time will prove to you, like, I can do these hard things. If I can show up for something that I don't like to do, that's going to take me five or 10 minutes, if that, then I can do something else that is hard or that scares me. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be different for each person, but I think the more you practice that and do that, whatever in your business, that's going to be scary for you to do, or that you're going to feel uncomfortable about, you can do it. Cause I really don't think that confidence is just a feeling. It's like, you can show up and do something hard and be like super nervous or <laughs> jittery or have some anxiety around it, or you can be like bubbly and super excited about it. It's not really a feeling. I think that confidence is more or less an action. Like I'm going to courageously go forward in what I need to do. That That is confidence. It's a result of hmm. the actions you're taking. Interesting. My training has me like my head spinning right now because the training that I learned is you, you have a, you pick your word confidence, let's just say, or fear. Mm -hmm. And then you ask yourself, if this is what I'm feeling, what is my, what are my actions? And you come up with a big, long list. And it's really cool when you do that, because you'll see when you're fearful, what that looks like. And then you say, but if I was confident, this is what I'd be doing. And it mm -hmm. opens up little portals in your mind. Um, but I do agree that there is a result at the end of those actions. 
that is increased confidence. So it's just, you know, words and moving things around, but it's really yeah. interesting to always ask yourself if I'm embodying this thing right now, whatever the thing is, what does my action roster look like? And just go yeah. crazy with that. Yeah. I like that. I really do. Cause you know, like I said, even though confidence to me feels like more like it, it's something in action, you know, it's not just that emotion all the time. It's, it's like we said, those compounding results. I feel like it can be a lot of different things. It really can fit into probably every spectrum. It can be, you can have confident thoughts. You can have confident feelings, confident actions, confident results. You know, it really could fit everywhere. You know, now that I think about it, <laughs> like you can, you can fit that anywhere. Well, you know, and I also like to think of like um, precursors and to me, yes, confidence result. And can you just generate confidence? Not always. I can't. I mean, mm -hmm. it's possible, but it depends situation dependent. So sometimes I need to just say, I'm going to have courage yeah. as my precursor. And I believe on the other end of that, I'm going to have courage. I'm going to do these actions because if I'm feeling courageous, I do these actions. And then on the end result, I'm going to feel confident if for no other reason, because I did those actions. So sometimes yeah. you have to start where you are. And I think courage sometimes is more accessible than confidence or it can yeah. be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes yeah. all you need for courage is someone to say, Hey, just go do it. I believe in you. You've got this or looking to your past or anything you need to just get that burst to just get yourself going, you know, like a, like, a, I don't know, I'm trying to think like the spark on a flame or something like that, you know, the spark. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I and everybody's going to be different in that respect of like some people, they just need someone behind them to be like, go, you got this, you can do this. Others need like that, that really good pumped up music, like a Rocky theme or something, or some yeah. of us are just like, I just need to get in the headspace. Like, you know, start talking, doing that self inner monologue or something where you're talking yourself up or boosting yourself up or just, I mean, anything, anything can be that spark of inspiration. Just find what it is for you, what you need. And I feel like for me lately, it's been conversations, like conversations like this and another podcast episode that I recorded where it just having that energy exchange between like me and you and talking about things that we can do to, to overcome the fears to, to build more confidence, to take those little tiny courageous actions. Like that is sparking in me like, okay, I can do these hard things and I'm going to do these hard things because once I do them, I'm going to realize that they're not that hard. But also I'm going to realize that I have more confidence and I'm capable of more than I think I am. Yeah, it's truly the only way. Yeah. Um, I, I thought about something, um, another... I just, cause again, I'm all about that action line. Like what can we do? Like how many more my, that's where my brain is always going. When I'm talking to people, when they give me their problem, I'm just like solving, solving. <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> trick, but in my mind, I'm brainstorming for them. So something yeah. I really, really believe in is your, let's take your five goals. You said you're writing them down. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm writing them down and then I say them out loud. Okay. So in my opinion, that's a repetition thing. And we can amplify that because what we're doing is we're talking to our subconscious mm -hmm. because it's just like an animal. It's like very primal safety. You know, it doesn't have all this prefrontal, you know, logic and stuff going on. So we're, we're trying to program it. And I like the idea of doing it through different modalities. 
So I like to record them and listen to them in my headphones. I have 13, 13 to 15 that I do every single day. So mm -hmm. I swear by that practice. Um, and mine are not, like I said, walking the dog. Like it's not a huge, some of them are not huge. Some of them are. So recording them, writing them, saying them out loud. Um, oh, there's another one that I like to do. I just like to use all the different senses as best I can reading them, you know, having them written because I have them in, where's my book? Um, I, I have like filled so many of these books of all of them and I will go back and just read. And I never look at what I did the day before. I don't know if you do that. I just do what comes to me intuitively today. And sometimes there's some difference. And like when I look two to three years back or 10 years back, I started in 2013, that one, I have every single thing on my list except for a vegetable garden. And that's because I just moved to a new house and I haven't planted it yet. But it was crazy, like $100,000 yeah. a month, you know, things like that. When I look back and that's the beautiful thing of writing. So I got mm -hmm. off on a tangent there, but you absolutely have to write. But how many other modalities and how many places in your day can you sprinkle in absorption or output of those five things? How many different days or times and ways can you do it in your day that's the like secret like hot sauce to it yeah yeah definitely because it's one thing to write them and then like you know if you're if you're writing them all at the new year like here's my goals and then you lay them aside you're like they're yeah, never seen yeah. again I have some like that that I'm like I wrote them and then they're in a notebook and they were forgotten completely about and then I have some like in I don't know, probably notebooks from a couple years ago where I would write something every single day or write the same goals over and over again. And now that you've mentioned that, it makes me want to go find those and look back and see like what's actually happened <laughs> so that that can be that proof for me. But I'm like, I love that you mentioned using different ways of like, how can I keep them in front of me? How can I keep listening to them, hearing them? Because it's like, we remember the things that we see and hear and we engage our senses with so much more than if we're just like, if I just write them down. Because, you know, if I just write them down, I'm like, okay, I need to actually voice them out. I need to, I need to use some other ways to kind of, to kind of keep them um, open and flowing and happening. And because I'm also listening to myself when I say them, but it's becoming part of me when I actually use my voice to speak them. Uh, so I'm, I'm really glad that you, you threw that tip in there. So now I'm curious of what are the ways I can, <laughs> I can keep my goals in front of me. And then also too is taking those goals and even breaking them down to those small little daily actions. Like what am I actually doing today to work towards those goals? Cause you know, like we're talking about, it's going to lead to that confidence part. It's going to add and fill up that confidence bank. The more times we put those little bitty pennies, coins, whatever it is. Some days when we do those hard challenging things, I'm like, I'm putting a dollar in the bank today in my confidence. <laughs> Cause yes. I did something yeah. big and feel proud of that. Yeah. Like, I would literally probably celebrate that. Like I did this hard thing. I didn't think I could do it, but I did it, you know, celebrate those and solidify that memory in your mind for sure. I think, I mean, this is just my opinion because some people think this is, they don't like it, but I like to share those things. And I like it when other people share them with me, like on their stories, or I have people I've like started this movement. People will text me. Or they'll message me, hey, and they'll tell me the hard thing they did. Because I love that. Like, I live for that stuff. And mm -hmm. I like to share mine, too. And sometimes I get that bit of self-doubt that, oh, people don't want to hear that. Or it just makes them, it, it amplifies their lack. 
or they're that they don't do those things. But I I always come back to I'm proof of what you can do. And I need to actually like be that proof by saying these things. Um, so I don't know if that's widely accepted, but for me, it feels aligned mm-hmm. to share. I just did this hard thing or I'm going through this hard thing. It's kind of skims the like being complaining or negative or, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes there's some negativity, uh, uh, but you know, that's life. So. Yeah. yeah. But I think it is good, especially if you have someone that you can share that with who's going to look at you and be like, wow, you know, I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. That knows the journey you're on. That you're like, I'm really trying to build my confidence. I'm really yes. wanting to work towards the things that are hard. Share it with those people. Share yeah. it with the the people and the tribe that you know is going to be supportive of that. Because if not, it's like, that's just going to crush whatever you just did. <laughs> Especially if it's someone who's like not receptive of that and not supportive of that. Um, so for sure, you know, even, even if you're like, I don't, I don't know Sarah yet, but I'm already loving her, go follow her and share the fact that you've done some hard things, like share those things with her. She loves those. So thank you again so much, Sarah, for just doing this podcast with me and sharing some great things. I think that we all can take away of just how to really build that confidence, because when that, when we increase that in ourselves, I do believe that it just, that whole energy transpires into our personal brand. We become somebody that people sort of want to follow. They want to look up to. They're inspired by like, oh, she did this. She did this hard thing. We're proof that they can do it too. And we're also teaching them and guiding them and showing them what they can start doing for themselves. And there's there's such richness in that, I believe, of just being that example and also, you know, inspiring the people who are looking up to us because there's always somebody that's watching you. There's always somebody looking up to you. There's someone that's wondering what it is that you're doing. And when you exude more confidence in yourself, that transpires into the business leader and professional that you want to be. And there's only good things, I believe, that can come from that of just really exuding the fact that you're, you're doing the things it takes, that you're doing the things that are building up your confidence bank um, and that you're you're not afraid to commit to, to serving in whatever capacity you've chosen to. And that, that speaks volumes more so than whatever maybe service or product that you have. It speaks volumes when you show your level of commitment for sure. Yeah. I think they're buying you before they're buying your product because our products, let's face it. There's a lot of options out there. So how do we pick which option? It's yeah. the person that we're drawn to who we think is going to help us get the best experience out of it. And yeah, confidence is magnetic. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate it. Your links to follow you and kind of get into your world, they'll be in the show notes. So if you want to go follow Sarah, please do that. She's absolutely amazing and is always sharing things just to help us grow to that next level and become the person that we really want to be and achieve those hard things. Yes. Thank you, Laura. You're welcome. Hello, my dear. I want to personally invite you into the Embracing Excellence Mastermind. And this is why. 
because I know if you're like me, you need a space to really be guided in a way that is faith aligned to help boost your confidence, but not just your confidence in yourself, but your God-given abilities and the God who gave them to you. You want this organic personal growth and business growth that allows you to balance your business life and your family life without sacrificing the things that are truly important to you, but rather prioritizing those very valuable, very important things that are going to directly bring you to the level of success that you want. This mastermind is 12 months long because I believe in the power of really becoming a community for longevity. There are girlfriends that I have had in business that are still wonderful friends that I have today and just the power of being in the community with them, having that support and encouragement with them as I'm doing my daily tasks, as I'm doing my weekly tasks, as I'm envisioning what I want for my future, you can't replicate that on your own. You can't replicate that just by being there on your own by yourself. You need this supportive community. And that's what is so valuable in this mastermind. You get that community support. You get other people who have different perspectives, different opinions, different levels of success. We're all working together to create and build the lives that we want and progress towards our dreams and our mission. You get one-on-one guidance with me to help really dive deep into what your brand is, how you're showing up, and how to get attention to your unique uh, services, products, whatever it is that you are selling, that you are offering and serving the world with. We dive into your business honing in on the perfect marketing strategies for you that bring you joy, that bring you excitement, and that connect with your ideal client. And last but not least, the other part of this amazing mastermind is that you get my design services. As I get to know you and the amazing person that you are, and then I can help you build aligned design that really speaks to who you are, and it naturally is just an extension of you showing off what is truly unique and authentic so you become memorable but not only that you become sought after now it is an optional part of this mastermind you do not have to take on the design service you can if you want to and i highly recommend it if not still be part of the mastermind be part of the coaching we're going to be in each other's lives every week for 12 months this is so exciting it's really focused on helping you embrace what you are meant to do with intentional efficiency positive energy confidence in yourself and your mission and all without sacrificing the things that you hold dear your priorities are going to come first giving you the ultimate ultimate success sorry that you desire and also fulfillment in your business by how you're impacting others so i hope that you will join us i look forward to this it begins in march so the window of opportunity is narrowing down jump in there before it is gone Thank you for listening to this episode. The sole reason this podcast exists is to help you. I'd love if you take a quick moment and share this on your social stories or with a friend. You can even tag me at Laura Glass Designs, and I will personally thank you. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate a review. Now, may God bless you as you embrace your brand, and I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.